Welcome to Living Martial Arts with Master Ray Gale, aka The Dark Master. Living Martial Arts discuss and examines the everyday exercise, philosophy, and lifestyle of the martial arts enthusiast. The host talks about his own training, past and present, and he also interviews many martial artists to discover how they continue to live their own martial arts journey. Tune in for top tips on how to get the best out of your martial art. Or perhaps you're thinking of starting a martial art. This podcast offers you an easy way to dip your toe in. Sign up for the newsletter at livingmartialarts.com and get regular updates and training tips direct to your inbox. Follow the Dark Master on Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at Living Martial Arts. Okay, right. Hello, everyone. This is me, the Dark Master. We've got a fantastic guest. I haven't seen him for a long time, even though this is uh, on Zoom. It's magnificent, magnificent to uh, see Master Don Dalton again from Ireland. Um, we've had many adventures in the past, you know, even even in West Africa. Remember the, the Ghana versus Nigeria football match? That's right. In the That's right. Which was awesome. That was great. So uh, that was... how are you doing, Master Dalton? How are you doing? I'm okay. I'm, I'm tired, of course, the same as all of us of this situation, you know. Yeah. Um, last year was more than a year now, I think, but the last year was I had a lot of uh, events planned, so I was, I, I think I had 20 foreign seminars cancelled, you know, in the last year. Yeah. I would I would have been travelling, uh, a lot of the countries I'd been there before, but I had been scheduled to go back to the Philippines, um, Ethiopia, Malaysia, Australia. Japan, Russia, a lot of nice places. I had been to all of those places, but um, it's nice to go back and do another seminar and be with the people and always I would kind of take a little bit of time for myself as well. So maybe teach a day or two days, whatever it might be, and then, you know, just relax, take yeah. a few more days, yeah. get a chance to read. But now we have this uh, a year of reading. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, and you know, whenever whenever I'm on the social media, usually uh, ranting on Facebook, I I, I see you and uh, um, wow, he's here, and then the next week you're somewhere else, and then I think wow, you must be the most travelled taekwondo master <laughs> in the world. I I don't know. There's a lot of people out there travelling, but I suppose look at the, the re- to be honest, it's just a privilege, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, you know yourself when we we. Travel to. I mean, you've been to Ghana a few times. Going there, like and experiencing a different culture and making friends. We're very, very lucky to have that uh, opportunity, you know. So I, re- I realize that the lockdown makes you understand even more how lucky we are. Yeah, yeah. you know. Well, yeah. We're doing what what we love, you know. Well, exactly. I, w- I was planning to to go to because uh, I've been to Ghana a number of years. Uh, 12 times I think now um, was planning to go again um, I had a couple of invites to a, a few other countries and I'm also missing my trips to Norway as well we got a uh, we, myself and Matt Rob when we go to Norway every every few months um, so we've, we've missed that last year but hopefully we'll be back there again soon and um, we'll be able to you know see see old friends and uh, catch up yeah well you know um, people probably don't realise when we went to, to Ghana for, it was for Taekwondo but it coincided with the Africa Cup of Nations, you know, oh, and we, we we got to go to two uh, two games and the atmosphere. Being football fans, 
it was astounding, you know. Like, we were like young children, you know. What a phenomenal experience! Just brilliant. It, 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 it was good. It was good. It was. Um, uh, and the th- thing was, I say to people, you know, we, we were seeing, um, you know, Premiership players, yeah, Drogba, those people, uh, just just for that's a few right. pennies, really. The the entry. Pass. We did. We saw Mali. We saw uh, Cote d'Ivoire. We saw uh, Ghana and Nigeria. You know, and the standard of players. Oh, my God, fantastic! Fantastic, it was awesome. But um, I mean, this, this, you know, my, my podcast is about talking to martial arts enthusiasts and students, instructors, and whatever. So, and what, what I always like to to, to ask um, is just to let people know about your martial arts journey because people see us at events, they see us at tournaments, um, seminars, and we stand in front of people, but people don't always know our journey. They don't know. Um, you know, you know where, where we've how we've arrived at this point. <laughs> you know, um, so I don't know if you if you could uh, you've shared a little bit about the um, our Ghanaian experience that time, but perhaps you can share a bit about your your martial arts journey. Yeah, well, I, I suppose I started very young, really, with uh, something called Pylum Kung Fu, um, Fire Dragon Kung Fu, that was in my hometown in Tralee, in County Kerry, in the southwest of Ireland. So. Um, Started with that, and you know, like as always, it was young kids with our friends going down and training. Fe- and then fe- I suppose, did you say Feilon Kwan? Sorry, did you say Feilon Kwan Kung Fu? No, it was called Pai Lum okay. Kung Fu. Yeah, okay, correct. Translated as Fire Dragon Kung Fu, it was a lady instructor. And after then, at about age 12 ish, 13, I, I changed to, to Taekwondo. Uh, it was Master McCarthy, Patrick McCarthy, who who you know. Yes. So um, it was a, uh, I mean, for me, like I stepped inside the door, I was I was just blown away, really. I mean, I enjoyed the the kung fu, but <laughs> it was just something totally different for me. Yeah. Uh, like, like, it was very, it was like an epiphany, really, because I just felt the minute I stepped in there that I was in the right place, and it was, I mean, I I think I have a fairly one track mind so that first class like I just knew in my mind I was going I, not that I wanted but I was going to be a black belt you know yeah. that was the attitude yeah. so it was it was just and I just trained uh, during those teenage years it was just fanatical you know it was every morning at six up before school to train for about an hour and a half running first and pushing everything I have all the log books you know going back yeah. as a young teenager and then we had a great, uh, the school I was in was the boys' school, and we had a great uh, physical education teacher. He was the, His name was John O'Keefe. He was a legend of, of uh, Gaelic football, Irish football, you know, like really, really famous. And he was probably, at that time, I would imagine he was in his late 40s and uh, just still an absolute specimen, an athlete, you know. And he was a great support and always kind of, you know, pushing, even though he his sport was Gaelic football, he was supporting us and pushing us. So he had, uh, we had a new gym built and we had a big weight section. So every day, first of all, training in the morning, then at lunchtime, I would get in 55 minutes of weight training. And then on Thursday and Tuesday and Saturday, I would have Taekwondo. So on Thursday, Tuesday and Saturday, I was training three times a day. And the other days was, was, um, was, twice a day but on Saturday and Sunday I got the keys for the hall 
and I would spend hours in the halls. So, and it was all social as well. See, that was the great part because all my best friends, well, half of my best friends were Taekwondo people. So we were all doing that together. The morning training I would do by myself, but uh, like the Saturdays and Sundays, it was with our friends. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was, and my other best friend was a serious um, soccer player, you know. So he, we were all. It was a kind of a healthy environment to grow up with, you know. Well, can, Brilliant memories. Can I uh, just picking a point out of what you said there? Because there's there's something that just came into my mind, and you're talking about teachers at school and uh, and so on. Because because I I actually had a teacher at school, um, uh, Mr. Francis, who he saw something in me, um, you know, and uh, man, he was a great man because. You know, I was captain of the football team, rugby team, whatever. And that, I went to a, an old-style grammar school, and there weren't, there weren't many black kids there. And I, I often say to people, "That's where I learned to fight." But, um, um, but uh, the it, it was very interesting because you know he'd say to me. I remember one one day he said, "Oh, we want you to run in the the Olympic, uh, sorry, in the in the school trials." And I said, "Yeah, yeah, fine." So you know. It's at this place, and it was the first time I was ever going to run on a, a rubber track. It was a new track at that time. Wow. So I remember going home to my dad and I said, Tell my dad, and I said, Bruno, can you take me up? My dad, my dad, my dad usually said, Oh, I got to work. Uh, so he wouldn't take me. <laughs> yeah. So I remember going back the next day to school, and Mr. Francis said, Oh, are you going to be there? I said, Oh, no, my, my dad can't take me. So he said, Right, you be ready at nine o'clock, and I'll pick you up and I'll take you. And he, he, he used his own time, and he took me. Now, where I'm getting to here is that a few years ago, um, I was searching for him um, to just to say thank you for everything he did for me. And I searched the internet. I couldn't find him. And somebody said to me that he'd moved to China to teach. And I thought, well, I'm never going to find him in, in China. But lo and behold, about a year and a half after that, it was Christmas time, I had a message from him saying, oh, this is Mr. Francis. I've just been to your website and just want to say how well you've done. I thought, wow, it's him. Uh, anyway, he said to me, listen, I'm coming over next year. Um, and I said, wow, I'd love to take you out for dinner. So anyway, cut a very long story short. He came over. I took him out for, for dinner in Bath. Um, and just to say thank you, we took some pictures together and just said thank you for everything that you did. You know, you made my school life, um, you know, worth it and so on. And so, you know, just, just what you're saying there about, an example, having that that teacher, you know, to look up to. And that was me. That was me as well. So, yeah. yeah. I actually remember you telling me that story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it stuck in my head because there was that parallel for me. But, um, I mean, I, I think if when I was that teenager, I, was, I wasn't particularly studious. I mean, I, was, I had no interest in school. Um, like, to be honest with you, I just dreamed about Taekwondo. Mm -hmm. So that was it. It was, uh, you know, and I kind of, I suppose I did no work whatsoever. I wasn't a good student. But I, I kind of, I had to, like, like we have what we call a, the leaving certificate. It's the final exam yeah. when you're about 18 in Ireland, you know. So it's a two-year cycle. And at that time, my plan was during, uh, so we got into fifth year and sixth year. When I went into fifth year, my plan was, train really really hard and repeat the leaving cert that's a very bad plan <laughs> you know if my son said that I'm going to take two years off and just train and, and then <laughs> I'll repeat the leaving cert but, uh, but that, was, that was that was the way it was 
just taekwondo was was everything. Like I mean, I dreamed about it. My my bedroom was. Uh, I put up a, a a post about two weeks ago. It got about 160 likes and messages um, about Master Tony Sue. Like he was my hero. I had him on the walls. Um, and Benny Urquidez. Those yeah. they were the guys that you know that I kind of really looked up to and watched. And uh, you know, it, it's a, I suppose I had to repeat the leaving certificate and study. In the end, I had to study because I wanted to go to university. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that suited me more being in university because there was a lot of free time, and you know, and and you, you it wasn't as uh, structured as the other way. So I enjoyed it. I spent six years in college, and it, all of that was as part of the journey for me because it, I had free time for taekwondo and and boxing as well, you know. So um, you know, but but going back to that that school teacher, uh, he's I presume he's probably in his 70s now and he's still an athlete <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, amazing yeah well it's the same with, the, with when i met my school teacher i couldn't believe how fit he looked uh he was he was a he was a welsh chap actually and he was into rugby but he always kept himself really really fit he always looked fit. he was always you know moving quickly around in school and, and, and yeah things like that. but um it, coming back again um you mentioned tony saw i mean man the, the first time i met him was um squad training session in St Andrews in Scotland and um, he was uh, I think he'd just got his black belt or, or, or we were, I don't know we were roughly about the same grade but um, I remember thinking you know I was quite light and I was quite fast and I was, I was sort of coming up there trying to make my name and then there was this, this and everybody used to spar with everybody in those days there was no weights it was open weights yeah that's right yeah I remember lining up against him I was thinking well you know I can move around whatever and then when we started, before I could move, he picked his leg up and kicked me across the room. <laughs> and I thought, wow. <laughs> so I came back again. He did exactly the same again. And I, couldn't, I could not believe how quick he moved his leg. Oh, big, and I mean, so quick. And uh, just bang, every time. And uh, it was a push, really. It didn't hurt me. Um, he could have. But if he wanted to, if he wanted to, he could have hurt you. That's what I'm saying. He could have hurt me, but he didn't. <laughs> um, and um, I mem remember um, at the time, Dave Oliver was saying, oh, take it easy, Tony. <laughs> and I, I was like, wow, this guy is quick. Um, but um, yeah, fantastic times, fantastic. Well, he was, um, I mean, I, I had that, that video, uh, video VHS tape of the, the you remember the Geico Spectacular at the, Yes, you, you know you had the Steve Anderson who recently passed away, and uh, he was competing against Master Sewell and with, of course, the, the great Tri Dorsey was he oh. fought Harjit Singh. I devoured that video. I watched, and of course, I watched, I watched all of those ones that I really loved, but especially Master Sewell. Like I watched him over and over and over again. That video was, and then you know it's funny, you know, when we talk about the. I suppose school times, you think kind of going back uh, how yourself and Master Ogburn were in school together and you're still like, still brothers after all this time. Like really, it's, it's, it's amazing. But Master Ogburn, I remember as well talking about, about Master Stool. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, obviously Master Ogburn was this world-class uh, champion who was world champion. It's very hard to grow, grow up alongside somebody like Tony Sewell. Oh yes, he was. But Master Ogburn loved him, and that that said it all. You know, they were 
competing to try to be the, the number one, both of them, obviously. But like Master Ogman always says about oh, what a great person. And I, I met him when I was 24. We had him, um, if you remember, the GTI was started yeah. and there was a seminar in somewhere in the south of England. I brought over our team because we had a competition versus the GTI. And uh, at the end of the two-day seminar, they said, uh, would you do a demonstration with Master Sewell? I can't me do a demonstration with Master Sewell. That guy is my hero. You know, like I, I couldn't believe I was talking to him. Yeah, yeah. It was just, you know, like because you, this, and you know, they say you shouldn't meet your heroes yeah. because they let you down. You feel, ah, uh, you know, but actually the opposite because he's a humble person, oh, very, yeah. very intelligent guy, socially aware. And to meet him then and to see that, the, you know, this person was just, it was the same with um, me. I met Troy, Troy Dorsey, you know, you, you know, he's, yeah. was IBF world champion in boxing and Waco and full contact pro world champion. Just really, really nice person. And oh, lovely. Lovely. so lovely. it's wonderful when you have that, because, you know, in Taekwondo, a lot of people are so egotistical and, you know, they're, I, I always think that like the, the, the higher people go in the rank, the worse they become as human beings in, in the Taekwondo world, you know? So it was kind of, it just goes to show you can meet these people and, 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 and see that they're, they're still themselves, you know? Well, you know, you mentioned Troy, Troy Dorsey and that, that team. I actually, I can't remember if I told you this as well, but I, I actually fought Tommy Williams, who was, um, unfortunately, he passed. Wow. He was 33 at the time. Um, and Great fighter. Oh man, he well. When I say I fought Tommy Williams, he fought me, and I just ran. <laughs> so, uh, he was hard. He, he was a hard guy, and to be honest, uh, I was glad that I came out of there without any serious injury because uh, <laughs> it, was, it was in a ring. And um, man, it, but such a gentleman afterwards, a real, real gentleman. Uh, he, he he didn't sort of. Um, you know, rub my face in it or anything like that. He just, you know, shook hands. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and, and yeah, it was PK, yes. full contact world champion. That's right. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. But love, love great. And a great experience. Um, you know, something that I'm glad uh, that I did. I'm glad that I, <laughs> I came out. Uh, I came out alive. But it, it, yeah, I mean, some some beautiful people that you mentioned there. Um, and I think that's what the for me, and, and perhaps this leads on to my next question, really, is um, is what you feel that martial arts have gi has given you as a as a whole and as a person. I, I know that's very open ended, and you could probably talk about that for hours. Um, it, it certainly did a lot for me when, when I fell in love with uh, with taekwondo, particularly uh, and martial arts in general. It completely changed, and very much like you at the time. I just, I mean, I started at sixteen. Um, and I was just starting uh, training at Rolls-Royce to be a, an aircraft engineer, uh, which, when I started, that was like over there, but Taekwondo was my thing. <laughs> I was, I was, you know, my mother would say, oh, have you done your studies? <clears throat> I'd say, yeah, yeah, mum, yeah, yeah, I've done them. Um, you know, I, I, I would go, I'll do them later, and I'll just go out and do my Taekwondo training. Um, and I completely, how, how, I, how I pass those, uh, exams, I don't know. I did, but the taekwondo was the thing that was in my, you know, as you said, I was I was very blinkered, very blinkered. So, but yeah, how how has it helped you? Well, I suppose. I, I think 
to be honest with you, it was for me, it was really the core part of my life, you know. So I suppose Master McCarthy was my instructor and he was very down to earth, you know. So I definitely got an awful lot from, from him and, and the way he taught and talked and uh, he was a hero for me, you know, and still is. But um, so, I, you know, when I was growing up, my mother had a friend. He was a, a redemptorist priest and he used to go around giving um, like courses for, for priests and nuns in, in Britain and in Ireland. Father Goodall, he was from the north of our, of Ireland, and he would come and he would stay with us for weeks, and he was a wonderful person, you know. But the redemptorist priests are full of passion, you know. They're they're, they're great actually. But <clears throat> and uh, he said to my mother, he said, you know, at that age when I was like ten or our schools were were rough, yeah. You know, there there was fight every day, and I would have, I'd be ashamed to say no, but. Uh, when I was in primary school, I would have had a fight every single week. It was just normal because if you didn't stand up for yourself, you'd be downtrodden, you know. Yeah. And uh, we had these little gangs, and you know, it was kind of really foolish. But the comparison with my kids and how they grew up, and they never see any, almost no fighting the whole year in school, uh, in national school, and so on, which is fantastic. But so we we were hardened. But he, he said to my mother, he said. Oh, he said, Don, is a, it's, it's a very dangerous uh, future ahead for him because he said, if he goes with the wrong people, <clears throat> he could be in a really bad situation. But if he goes the right way, he can do really well. And I suppose I, I was brought from Taekwondo around really good people. And, and uh, I, I think that was the key for me for, for having some success anyway, you know, in my life in that way, you know. But, but in our lives, you know, we always have this up and down. It's like sign wave. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's always something that you know is going to knock you but you have to get back up and I think those people that I grew up with like my as a teenager Anthony Griffin was my one of my best friends and we started a club together and we're still friends now he's not doing Taekwondo anymore but um, you know Master Reardon John Reardon Master Moriarty J Jason Moriarty we grew up together they were training with me as my students really like we're, we're best friends we're, we're like yourself and Master Ogburn yeah. we're, we're like brothers really you know so yeah. being around all of those people see, gives you a great balance in your life and it it molds your personality I think you know yeah, like if you notice some groups of Taekwondo people where maybe the, the egos are very high you'll notice that the whole group of them the egos are high yes, you know and, and actually it's unhealthy for everybody who's part of that who's you know who's got that elevated ego so i always say we you know we use the internet we use facebook we use Casper, we 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 promote our organization and in a way you're promoting yourself because that's part of the business but like you never have to shouldn't be believing your own hype and all of that because it takes you away from being yourself you know so I think that that's what Taekwondo has given me. And then just, it's it, it rounded me around good people, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I said, like, you know yourself, I don't really want to waste my life being around people that are, are negative, you know, that are negative forces. So yeah. I'm happy now because we really have good people that I'm, that I'm working with, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and that's essential. I mean, I, I feel the same, you know, um, my instructors in, in Uma with Master O, you know, we, 
we're, 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 we're brothers. We, we phone each other 10 times a day. And, uh, you know, uh, in normal times, we're in each other's lives uh, literally all the, all the time. So uh, I think that that sort of that, that, that brotherhood and that camaraderie is, is very, very important within, um, you know, the martial arts you're doing. And I, I think, as, as you say, you know, you, you have to be, um, you know, as a, as a, for want of a better word, as a, as a leader or senior grade, you have to be approachable because the, the way that you are going to be, the way that you are is the way that others are going to be when they come up, you know. And I yeah. think if you, can, if you can set that example and say, well, actually, you know, underneath whatever belt you're wearing, we are nice people, um, then I think that's, you know, that's, that's probably the most, uh, most important thing. Well, hopefully we're nice people. Well, you're a nice person, anyway. <laughs> well, I'm, 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 I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so. Well, <laughs> no. I, I um, I've been mentioned so far to the to the guests that I've uh, uh, interviewed um, that uh, I, I've I've always been <laughs> I've always been a hyper person. My my mother, she was quite happy actually when I when I started doing taekwondo. She really encouraged me. Um, I, I think she she knew she knew that I needed a focus. Um, so when I found that she was, even though she, she wanted me to do well as an engineer, um, the martial arts, she, she could see that that was me because I was always into football. I was a big football player, um, you know, played at quite a high level and that type of thing. But um, in recent years, I've, I've started doing um, some meditation and some breath work, which is really, um, I think it's, it, I think it's changed me as a, as a person. Uh, it's given me a way to, to sort of have that other side rather than the manic side that I, that I yeah. normally have. It sort of calmed me and I, I just breathe and collect my thoughts and calm myself. And I, I tend to, I do that twice a day um, in the morning, in the evening before I go to bed and I quite find it valuable. So, yeah, you know, I was just asking whether, whether you know, you found anything like that, whether it be meditation or breath work or anything else within your life that, you know, take, gives you that calm. It's funny, I've, I've never spent time with meditation. My, my friend, Master Iqbal, Sally Iqbal, you know, we're really, I love that man so much because he's a wonderful person, really energy. I, I think you'll really like him. I, I'm not sure if you know him, but yeah. he, he spends a lot of time with meditation. But do you know what I do? I mean, I, I do read, but but I, I, I actually spend probably too much time, but it's a, almost a form of meditation, playing online chess. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's not the same as meditation, obviously, because your mind is, is very focused. Yeah. But um, for me, I have an addictive personality anyway. That's why I never drank alcohol or smoked yeah. or anything like that, because I, I, I kind of recognized at a young age about that. But it's kind of like an addiction for me at the moment. Right? I could spend at least an hour every day, but sometimes it could go more, but I have to try to stop myself, you know? Yeah, yeah. But um, it's I just feel it's, it's really, really good for me. It calms me a lot. You know, I really have to. It's amazing because if you go in playing it with any outside distraction, you will lose always, always. So you have to be focused. Even you can't have people talking, you know. Yeah, yeah. So um, that, that's a kind of a form of meditation for me, but I know it's not the same. Yeah. But, but yeah, so I, I do that every day. It could be usually in the morning. So. I'll always then, um, I could spend about an hour and a half reading the kind of the newspapers every day yes. and at, at least an hour doing that. And normally I train in about an hour and a half, but in the last three weeks, yeah. I had um, more than three weeks, I, I tore a muscle in my, in my stomach, you know. Okay. And it's a, 
yeah, it's a bad uh, it's a bad injury to get because it takes a long time to to get rid of you know. So I kind of came back about three or four days ago, back to training again. And I just have to be careful because, you know, yourself, we have this kind of push all, well, I do anyway, and I, I think you do as well. And always pushing when I do exercise, try to, you know, improve. Or, and like my younger son, Julian, is crazy for the gym, you know, so we train together. He's 18. And I'm always trying to keep up in terms of, like we do weight training and stuff together, you know, so trying to keep up with him. It, it's good for me. And I like to have that moment with him training, you know, together as well. So even though we're on lockdown, we always do that every time, you know, he's with me, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it, it's, it's, it's interesting that um, certain things, you know, I, I, I can, I can relate to the chess. I mean, I love, which is good. I love puzzles. I absolutely love doing puzzles and it's during this this uh this this lockdown i've probably done ten thousand piece puzzles um wow. and I, I i i see it as a challenge but but it's almost a meditative process um and when i finish it i can't tell you how how high i feel <laughs> I, I i did one i did one recently of the um of the titanic perhaps uh perhaps on this podcast I'll, I'll do some some stills of all the puzzles that i've done um, yeah. there was one called the um uh the world's uh or impossible puzzle and my my daughters bought it for me they said oh you won't be able to do this one dad um i think, <laughs> I, think I think it took me 12 weeks um wow. yeah but but i did it and i and you know i, I was so proud of my wife to say, yeah i've done that one <laughs> and what do you do with the puzzle afterwards well, I, I generally, what I do is I use sellotape and I, and I, I tape it. So I, keep, I, I just, a couple of them I have um, on the wall, uh, really nice ones. But mo most of them I just lay out like flat. And I, and I love going back and looking at them. Just looking at them thinking, yeah, I remember this. Oh, yeah, I remember that piece where I couldn't find. But Another, another sorry, go ahead, sorry. No, I was, I was just saying, that, so I, I can relate to a certain degree with, with, the, with the chess thing. Um, in in the achievement and the feeling of yeah, actually that was quite good. But go on, go on. No, but what I yeah, this is the opposite of meditation, but it's kind of it's slightly pathetic as well. So the, with the chess, it's an online. It's called chess.com. There's a huge amount of people playing it around the world, and uh, you know I play different ones. I play a ten minute game and a five minute game because you have to really think fast. But like my heart rate would be pounding as the time goes down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know because both you know uh, it, it, you know if you run out of time, you actually lose the game. Yeah. So uh, you're, you're trying to get a checkmate, obviously in that time, in that fast time. But uh, yeah. nominally exciting. But like I would actually be perspiring, you know. And maybe it's that competitive. <laughs> so I've taken it away from Taekwondo. I put it into chess. But another thing I do as well, which is slightly meditative for me, is. I take Casper for about ninety minute walk in the natural woods here in in Ballincollig. It's just outside Cork City, and I love that. And it's kind of a, it, it, from my father. I had greyhounds when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I would go walking with him. So he's my father's passed away you now a few years. But it, it, like when I got this dog Casper, it was like a, almost getting a small piece of my father back. You know. Yeah. yeah. Hard to explain, but. Uh, even going for the walk, I often think about those things, you know. So that's kind of a really a calming, meditative thing for me as well. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I love it. I actually do it every day. This is a, one of the things about the lockdown that can be really good. 
I don't think it balances out the things that I personally missed in my, you know, sure. with Taekwondo. Yeah, me too. Because I, I, I really, really miss, you know, teaching my classes. I don't like Zoom, even yeah. though I will do some things. I, I, I just find it, for me, I love to be around students. Yeah, it's that kids, connection, it's that real connection that, isn't it? That real connection. It is. You know, uh, over a, you don't get the same sort of thing with students over a, over a screen, which, which is... So I, I really miss that, you know. <clears throat> so there are positive things, yes. But uh, as I said, I don't want to get balanced though what we've lost. But <clears throat> it's also a thing, I suppose, the, the pandemic has made made me think about, you know, uh, living a, bit, a little bit more simply, which is good, you know. Yeah. And of course, in, in the, the the richer parts of the world, a lot of people don't realise, like, uh, you know, how good we have it as well, you know, in that way. And well, uh, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe this gives us that... Uh, taste of that as well a bit more you know I mean 90% of the world never fly yeah, yeah. ever in their life you know yeah. no I, and I, I, agree, I agree I agree I think that um, you know you, uh, you know I, I've had my, my rants on Facebook about the, the lockdown but actually um, you know my, my breathing my meditation uh, as, as hell. I also do um, some time restricted eating where I have uh, some intermittent fasting so I've been doing that uh, for Oh, a few years now. Um, and uh, uh, how long a day would you do? Like, for example, is it a few days or is it so many hours? Yeah, I have I have done day day fasts, longer days. But generally, as a general rule, I mean, I will do longer day fast, uh, a few days, maybe a couple of days, really, um, maybe two or three times throughout the year. But mainly, I'm doing sort of time restricted eating. So I'm only I, I eat a maximum of twice a day. Sometimes just once a day. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm the same. Yes, but uh, I'll stop eating maybe five or six o'clock, and then I won't eat again until probably one o'clock. I haven't eaten today. What are we now? We're half one now. I haven't. Eaten yeah, no, neither have I. I've had nothing so far. Yeah, so I, so I tend to do that um, uh, that that sort of time restricted uh, eating, and I maybe do a longer fast. Um, uh, you know, a few times uh, a few times a year, and I, I find. I don't know whether it's a natural process of age um, in the fact that you become a bit more, um, I don't know, a bit more, I want, I want to use the word spiritual. I'm not sure if that's the right word, but I think, you know, you look inside yourself a bit more, um, as you say, and particularly, you know, you, you've traveled, I've traveled, we've been to places where people live with nothing. They live with nothing. Um, and I think when you see that, it, it, it gives you a different perspective on your own life. Um, and it makes you think, well, actually, these people, they have nothing, but they're happy. They're still happy. Um, and, you know, I, I often think about that myself. I don't, I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah. I, I do. Well, about that, that, that I, I just didn't know the term, the res restrictive uh, eating. But I kind of do the same. I normally have a meal at 7 or 8 o'clock. And then I might have something small, very small during the evening, watching a movie or something. Like last night, now I had three mandarin oranges and an apple or whatever. Yeah. So um, on a Sunday, then I'll have that'll be the day that I won't eat as healthy. But but um, then I won't eat. Like I haven't had anything yet. I'll have maybe a, before we go to the park. I'll have a coffee here, yeah. and I won't uh, I won't have really anything until seven or eight o'clock again. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I. See, I, I kind of always did something like this because I would always train in the morning and if I went to the gym, I would never eat before training. 
people say, oh, it's not that good for you, but it's just what I always did. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but, uh, but going to the other thing, what you were saying is, uh, <laughs> I, I suppose, I mean, we, we've traveled to, to a huge amount of different countries. You know, I, I, I suppose, I, I would say it's, for me, it's a hugely enriching thing to, to get the opportunity to experience different cultures. But, but I mean, most most of the people in Britain and Ireland will never ever travel to yeah. Ethiopia or Nigeria or experience, you know, the the, the fantastic culture. See, like there's there's plus and negative in every place. That's the reality of it. That's what I feel. So, for example, you know, maybe the family net- networks are are, are stronger. Um, there may be more economic challenges, but there'd be more positive things on other sides, you know. So, but I mean, outside of that, we know how how unfair the economic system is as well, you know. So, very very difficult to try to to equal out our planet, you know. But um, but I mean, my experiences in travelling with the first time I went to Africa was because it's so diverse; it's hugely diverse, obviously. Was to Tanzania, and I fell in love with with, with uh, traveling in in various African countries since that time. You know, like I was meant to go back to Ethiopia during the pandemic, and uh, you know, I'm just looking forward to going back again. You know, I'm hoping to go to Tanzania. Actually, I'm hoping to. Oh, Tanzania is the magical, beautiful place. You know, yeah, the, and as well as that, you know, you've the difference in 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 culture is huge. Yeah. Uh, of course, you've you know you've you've. <laughs> Like the difference between Tanzania and Somalia is huge. Yeah. Not in mind West Africa to East Africa or, or North Africa, but but uh, like last time I was in a place called Biradawa in uh, Ethiopia, yeah. and uh, <clears throat> I mean to travel would take one. It's Ethiopia is astounding anyway because there's no country in the world I think like Ethiopia for Taekwondo. Really, I don't think anywhere in the world is comes close to it. So um, the last seminar that I did there, Master Hassan said to me, he, he said, "There's a, he's written on, on a, a messenger, there's 3,000 people in the seminar. I thought he made a mistake. He thought he said 300 people. Oh. And uh, <laughs> so we get there anyway, we're driving. We arrive on the plane. I'm getting a coffee brought into me now. I think you all are. How are you? Oh, no, I'm sorry. sorry. Oh, okay, nice. sorry. Um, but uh, so we, we're we're driving down into the stadium. <laughs> I look there's there's just lines of people walking there, you know, bus bus loads of people and people walking. And I look down into the stadium and it's all with people. I turn to the I said, it's really three thousand people. I said, yes, I said you made it. <laughs> that wasn't master. <laughs> and I said three thousand people. So there is nowhere in those. So even just for the taekwondo, traveling in Ethiopia is astounding. But then you go to this country with this unbelievable rich culture, you know, um, long Christian culture there, big Muslim population, um, music, food, you know, architecture. It's just so such an amazingly rich country. So, you know, I, I like that. Again, I've just looking forward to going back now you know if, if you, you would I don't think you've been to Ethiopia you would love it I, I, I'm, I'm sure you would love it you said a few uh, a few times that I should come and um, 
I, I will. I'll make the effort. As you know, th- things are um, well in our lives. They're they're, they're busy with uh, always busy with taekwondo, unfortunately. And uh, my, my problem as well. Well, it's not. It's not a problem. It, it's it's uh, it's. Uh, I'm grateful for my for my children. I've still got young children uh, to, yeah. to, to that want to see me. So um, you know, I've got old older ones and younger ones. So yes, of course. You know, there we go. Well, listen. I'm, I'm gonna. We're, we're coming to the end of time, but I, I need you to promise me a couple of things, right? I need you to promise me that you'll come on again, <laughs> and then maybe when you're in another country, we can do a, a quick, um, a quick one of these from from one of the countries that you're you're in, because uh, I, I think it's fantastic. You, you you've done a lot of work um, within within Taekwondo. Uh, you travel to many countries. You've given up your time. Um, you know, you're a fantastic ambassador. Uh, for for taekwondo and um you know i hope that other people will, will follow suit and you know spread spread the word and um of, of taekwondo or, or martial arts uh, no listen i mean listen it's actually it's the privilege it is really for us to go you know how lucky we are to go to, to these different places and experiences so you know people say you do a lot of work but it's actually i mean it's not work you know for us so there's nothing there's nothing certainly noble about it anyway. In that way, it's just we're, we're very lucky to have these, these opportunities. But but like look, look at us, we're friends. I actually met you by the way. I know time is up in um, 1998 yes. at the Open World Championships. But I think you don't remember that. But but afterwards, then we had so many you know so many times. You were coming to Cork to Ireland, and I was going over to you guys and. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I, I I loved you and Master Black and Master Ogburn, like, are just very unique, special people. So, I mean, like, what did you bring into my life as well? Just a chance to be around people like you. Huge influence. So, you know, I want to thank you for that anyway and for long, long years of friendship. I missed you a lot. Well, you know, I, no, I miss you. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely, definitely get together soon. I'm sure we will. I'm sure you will. And uh, you know, look after yourself. Stay, stay safe, as they say. And um, you know, let's uh, let's share some. Um, I, I'm, I'm not into alcohol m- myself, but I am into green tea. Um, so let's share some, some tea. <laughs> <laughs> let's do that. Let's do that. Okay, my friend. Oh, I'd like to say thank you so much. Bye bye. Listen to this. Uh, if you ever get a chance to uh, train with uh, Master Dalton, we'll, we'll try and I'll try and get some information to put in the show notes uh, for uh, for you. Um, you will not be disappointed. He's a great, great, great ambassador for Taekwondo. So thank you very much. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Bye-bye.